Welcome to the Selfie Love podcast, talking all things media, mental health and mindset. For information and resources on any sensitive topics covered, please visit selfielovecampaign.com. Today we're joined by a good friend of mine, one of my most creatively gifted people in my life, who champions self-acceptance. We both kept each other motivated throughout our final years of university in lockdown, which undoubtedly helped us succeed in getting first in media production. Here's Gigs. How are you doing? I am very good. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. What have you been up to lately? Not much, to be honest. I've just been working at Zara at the moment, um, whilst still kind of actively looking for a media job um, outside of Zara. But how about you? Yeah, so I'm not even sure whether I've even mentioned it yet on the podcast, but um, I I work, so I'm in digital advertising. So yeah, basically that's been keeping me busy. And I know we've talked about previously on the last episode how graduate life transitions into being in the working world. So I guess I'm just still adjusting Mm -hmm. to that. And that seems to come for you, I suppose. I know that you've been working hard getting that dollar in Zara. It's (laughs) it's, it's, it's exciting that you've got opportunities ahead of you nonetheless. And hopefully all of those retail shifts and difficult customers will pay off. Well, I wouldn't say working hard. <laughs> <laughs> working smart. <laughs> yeah. The hard part is definitely the customers, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm. I've done like customer service, like very heavy roles, but I've luckily never really been in like retail as such. So mm. I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard. Um, you know, the work is actually quite easy because at the end of the day all you're doing is just like dealing with clothes but it's more like in some you know everybody kind of I I need to get into I recently just kind of grown into the mindset of like not everybody is having a good day yeah some people you know you don't know what they're going on what's going on with them you know they may be buying clothes, but they may not be enjoying themselves for whatever reason. So even when they give you bad attitude, it's very much of a case of just like swallow your pride, you know, don't get, don't let it affect you and just, you know, move on because let, like, you know, I'm probably never going to see them again. To be True. Honest. And to be fair, retail therapy is definitely a thing. Like, I think we take for granted the fact <laughs> that if we if we like, say, go on a shopping spree because we feel like shit, then realistically, we're not going to be the best customers for you on that day, even though you've got like a 10 hour shift. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, uh-huh. I'd like to think I'm a friendlyish face when I go shopping anyway. I know it's hard with well. face masks to really be like smiley and what have mm-hmm. you. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely people out there that take you guys for granted with the various people and moods you have to deal with mm-hmm. no 100% 100% but tell me a bit more about what you want to do in media so I think I mean I touched on it just now that we both studied media production at Bournemouth and mm-hmm. you know I, I'd say we're both very creative people but I think we're mm-hmm. creative in different ways would you say mm-hmm. no 100% I feel like no 100% like I personally I'm I'm definitely not an audio person. I don't have like, it's like some people on a course, like, do you remember Alex? Yeah. Like he is so talented with audio. He's able to pick up on little things in sound. And like, I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to um, do EQ and like mixing audio. And then the guy was like, 
I don't know if you can hear it, but like doing like a, after doing like a little tweet, he was like, "You can hear the difference," and I was like, "Can you?" I <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not. You just hear question it. your hearing capability when you edit yeah. audio. I was like, "God, I need to get my ears tested," but like I'm definitely not an audio person. I'm definitely more like a visual person. Um, I. I'm in my head a lot <laughs> and I'm just kind of in my I, I like to imagine how things would look like yeah I'm definitely that kind of person creatively and do you find yourself like even if it's things like listening to a song or mm-hmm. I don't know um or even like even just watching like a film or tv show do you find yourself mm-hmm. inspired quite easily um I feel like I'm I'm definitely inspired by music uh, when I'm listening to a song that I really like, I tend to kind of like imagine what the music video would look like. Um, and even though like they probably released the music video already, um, I would just kind of like think of my how I would do it. Um, and films and stuff, definitely. I always pick up on little things like, um, for example, like the American Horror Story um how they use the dutch angle and kind of like how that kind of creates suspense and how everything is kind of like uh upside down or just like that what's the word like abnormal uh, like what is not normal if that makes sense paranormal abnormal abnormal probably (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm definitely more i definitely do get um inspired by other forms of like films and tvs and music and stuff like that what about you yeah I'd say so and I I relate with like good songs as well like for example right like the Adele um Adele song that came out recently I mean Uh things like songs like that particularly with things like Ed Sheeran where it's so like lyric heavy um Mm -hmm. and meaningful those sorts of songs you can easily think of loads of different ideas and how you can make a music video for that um, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it's the same with when I see like film trailers in particular um, mm. all of a sudden I get all these cool ideas on how I can edit stuff um, yes which mm-hmm. is where I think my nerdy side comes out because I'm like oh my god how did, how did they do that how can I do that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but for sure I get inspired by what I consume all the time and I think that's why things like on CVs or even when you talk about your hobbies and interests like mm. for people like us Film and TV mm. isn't just something like, oh, we have a Netflix subscription. Like, no, like it's a big yeah. part of like who we are and what we enjoy doing and what like our passions are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree. Obviously, with the year we've had, mm-hmm. it's been quite hard for people that are creative to, well, essentially just look after themselves in general. But mm-hmm particularly for us like students that have been needing to do creative projects regardless of maybe not being in the best headspace to do so but also even creative workers like freelancers and things I feel for the fact that their job security wouldn't have been great to start Mm -hmm. with but the creative spark that must have been diminished in the lockdowns and things will have made creative people really suffer so what kind of things do you tend to do to put yourself in a creative headspace? That's a very good question. What have I been doing? Um, so Ross has, my boyfriend Ross, uh, he has a Instagram account called Get A Leaf, where 
to be fair, recently we had to like kill, kill off a few plants, which is not ideal. But he has an Instagram where it's just about plants. Um, so he basically give given me the Instagram, and I've just been like preparing content because what I want to do is revamp the whole Instagram, um, and then like produce some different style content for it. I guess just kind of like. It depends on what you're into. I think just find, figure out what your hobby is. And I feel like during lockdown, you can definitely find a few things where you 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 get attached to. Like plants, for example, was one of ours. And we, you've seen, you've seen our place. We've got about like 20 different It's like species a jungle of plants. in there. Um, and <laughs> nice little oasis. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we just uh, find find some hobbies and then see what kind of creative thing that you can do with it. Because who I've got a colleague at Zara and he has his own clothing line and he's currently looking for a photographer. So I just said to him, like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna let, let me uh, take some photos? And then I can uh, post it on my Instagram. Yeah, and just kind of like meet um, some new people. I've joined a lot of face, uh, Facebook groups um, that are in Manchester. Uh, people that take uh, do photography or whatever, and meeting new people is definitely one of the um, one of the things that that um, I would do. Sure, yeah, and I think as well, um, it's also about getting started. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I know it's tough, particularly if you're not in a great headspace but um I think with creative people we tend to deliberate and think about all these different details and become quite Mm -hmm. easily overwhelmed um but actually if you just start somewhere wherever that may be it will become a lot easier to like keep the flow going I think Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. with me when I'm you know relatively stressed or just not feeling 100% and I particularly found in my grad project if I just didn't get started with whatever I needed to do with a certain bit of my project I would just keep stressing and deliberating yeah. and thinking how I'm going to go about it but if I just yeah. went ahead and started it I made a lot more progress than I thought you know I'm not saying it's the best method because sometimes you do have to plan things out but I do think that creative people are very drawn to being overwhelmed by the details and not knowing where to start so I think just having the I guess the word gumption I don't know whether that's the right word or not, but just, you know, know or the confidence, (laughs) or just the confidence to be like, you know Mm. what, if I just start it, I can always redo it. Yeah. You know what, that's actually. And more times than not, you're going to keep what you've done anyway, because you've driven it from pure inspiration of what you've just like took inspiration from. Mm -hmm. No, a hundred percent. Like throughout, throughout like live after moving to Manchester that was one of the things that Ross actually said to me just like just do it you just need to do it there's no point talking about it there's no point thinking about it there's nothing's gonna happen unless you do it and I I don't want to talk too much into this because I'm much more interested in what you have to say on it but it's things like this podcast for example like I started it in my grad project Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, I think I could give this a go. I mean, it's part of my mm. job anyway in advertising. I need to be good at presenting. 
um I need to become more confident at talking <clears throat> on my feet and a podcast is quite a good way of doing that because I have the security of the fact that I can edit whatever out I can get my creator spark in there as well but the one thing that was holding me back was what if people judge me like what if people don't like the content what if um I know people make fun of me or whatever but actually if people like really give that much of a shit do I really care like (laughs) I mean if you don't like so if you don't it's a bit like what typically like celebrities say if you don't care if you don't like what I'm doing then don't interact with it yeah and eventually I just came came to the conclusion that you know what if I enjoy it and I found something that I'm interested in doing then I'm only putting myself in a worse off position if I don't do it so I might as well just go ahead and give it a try um and I think that's a key thing with creatives as well I think people are very good at doubting themselves and thinking about like the feedback and critique Mm -hmm. and talking themselves out of things but you know I think ultimately we're usually putting ourselves at our own expense by um not following through with things no I agree but like like you said like it's free content (laughs) (laughs) they don't have to listen to it nobody's like forcing you to listen to even my friends and family I'm like I'm not even making a big to-do out of it I'm just like if you want to follow it follow it Uh if you want to listen to it listen it's Uh not a huge deal I'm not gonna like you're not it's not like like an ultimatum on our friendship or family yeah. relationship <laughs> if you don't support me on this it's absolutely uh-huh. fine like I feel yeah. it, like it's great that say like with my first episode my friends were really supportive and everything but mm-hmm. maybe that this episode just isn't for them and that's totally fine it's, it's fine. not a personal thing at all um yeah, exactly but the thing is I think you've just you have got to have I suppose drawing into that self-acceptance thing you've got to have mm-hmm. the confidence in yourself basically follow through with things that you actually find like interesting or something that you Mm -hmm. find passionate and I think those two traits go quite hand in hand self-acceptance and creativity because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have to have a certain level of both I think I definitely agree and I'm I'm still kind of not there with the confidence it's funny you bring that up actually because I'm still kind of not there at the confidence I may sound like it um that is just the mindset that I I have but like in reality, I forget these things <laughs> and I don't, you know, follow through sometimes. But like with but... Other, like with just anything in life, people have their down days and sometimes mm-hmm. you're not going to feel as creative and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. I think yeah. what is telling though is say when people like us, we're not creative for a long period of time and then we think actually this is something, this is a part of myself that, you know, hasn't been lit up recently. Why is that? And a lot of the mm-hmm. time it's, bigger than just you don't have your creative spark about you um so I think for people like us it's a big indicator on how well we're doing in our heads um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think as well you've got to have a certain level of resilience to be a creative person because naturally you are considering feedback a lot of the time Mm -hmm. whether that be professionally in education or even just with family and friends you're producing something a lot of the time where it's on a platform where people have an opinion and I Mm -hmm. think if you don't have a level of self-confidence and you're comfortable in your own skin you're probably going to find I guess the publishing of your content a lot harder to do to carry out but also Mm. keep that content up there I mean even if you just link it back to social media and your regular person who has an Mm. Instagram account a lot of people are bothered by likes 
and if something yeah. doesn't get enough likes they'll probably delete the post archive it mm-hmm. whatever and mm-hmm. exactly i think a lot of us have mm-hmm. um, i know i certainly have and i think it's interesting that a lot of that comes down to self-confidence and accepting yourself and being like i like this photo i'm going to post it it's the same with being creative and in working in projects if you like something enough and you're passionate about it enough ultimately it really shouldn't matter what people's reactions are unless you are in a professional environment i suppose but if you're doing something true to yourself then why not have a like a say it with your chest you know just put it out there and Mm -hmm. see what people think but if you enjoyed it and you find it interesting then doesn't really matter no it doesn't it's definitely like a mindset thing isn't it a hundred percent um I think we also underestimate how natural creativity can come to us but yet self-acceptance is something that we have to work on an awful lot Mm -hmm. because I think creativity is something that's quite instinctive but self-acceptance really isn't because I don't think we're really taught or encouraged to do that whereas in school at least you have outlets from a young age to be like oh so this is where you can use your creative skills yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm self-acceptance and mental health and well-being and things are still things that are being unpicked and um should be taught in it should be taught in school to be honest absolutely yeah and I think because there's such a lack of education on it um that's why Mm. like in a bigger picture sense we underestimate the fact that we might find being creative quite instinctive but a lot of the time if we can't be creative it's because of we can't master our own self-acceptance and our confidence Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting formula I suppose you've got to have both to be successful that should be studied to be honest it should be (laughs) maybe I'm onto something maybe you are maybe you should write write an um, academic journal on it you know oh I don't have time for that (laughs) 10,000 words (laughs) dissertation listen I've done I've done one degree I'm not signing up to another anytime soon hell no Mm. but um So what kind of projects are you working on at the moment? Are you, are you not working on anything or? Um, I'm still kind of working on my grad project. Um, Tell us about that. Sure. Uh, so my grad project is about uh, my own life experience. Um, it was a, it, it was, it is um, an experimental short film uh, about mental health within like the LGBTQ community um because I when I was younger when I first came up to my mum I'm sure a lot of like probably Asian LGBTQ community people can relate like my mum didn't really accept me um and my dad still doesn't even know that I'm gay um and it was just kind of like a retelling of like me coming out and not being accepted and then uh, I met my first boyfriend who was all, who also suffered from mental health. It was just kind of like the whole story about that. But I, at the, when I was at uni, I didn't, well, I didn't really, so I did mix the um, audio, but it's not the best because like I said earlier, I don't have a trained ear. Um, so I, so Nick actually, um, Nick is a rapper. Our amazing uh, scriptwriter. He actually um, recommended me some uh, a friend of his who uh, makes his audio. So he actually sent me the first draft maybe like two, one or two weeks ago. Um, and he just needs to 
remake some of like the Chinese dialogue that I included because mm-hmm. some of it was a bit out of place. But yeah, after that, I'm probably going to enter it into um, film festivals. That's so cool. And, yeah. you know, I think credit to you where it's due, like telling a story that's so personal like that must have been quite difficult, um, particularly in the past year that we've had, where for sure our well-being and mental health has been tested. Um <laughs> so credit to you that you're still going with it <laughs> even, oh, even though you. even though we have finished uni you mm-hmm. it, it proves that it's still like a passion project of yours tell me about that experience of putting something that's happened in your life and putting that into something creative for you in a project and even just into a uni space where you know you're mm. going to get critiqued on it um I actually did it in first year as well do you remember the um script writing no yes Script writing module where we had to create yeah. the audio drama. Yeah. Um, so okay, I was a little bit dramatic. Um, I actually recorded myself crying. Oh my goodness. And then see I... that that is just the pinnacle of being a creative, isn't it? You just put your whole <laughs> self on the line just to <laughs> somehow, you know, get the grade you want, the re- the result you want, the reaction. Mm. I mean, that's a testament yeah. to how like passionate you are about this kind of stuff though I think what was that saying like life imitates art art imitates life what is it which way around is it I forgot <laughs> well, I get what you mean either way <laughs> yeah, it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I truly do believe like everyone has their own like story to tell everybody's gone through some shit you know not everybody is per- like even even the people that are like rich they all have their own problems um, and I'm I've always been really captivated by people who has like has these stories like one of my best friends like his story is I really that's another passion project of mine that I really want to just tell like his life story because it has not been easy uh, and these are the things that really just gets me um, but yeah putting like yeah it's a bit weird to be honest listening back it's I don't you know when you like watch your own work or something and you feel like oh why did I do that (laughs) it's like cringe (laughs) but I don't feel that way um with the script writing module because I feel like it was it was real for me yeah it was probably still quite raw for you as well yeah um yeah, because this was right after the tragedy tragedy happened. Um, and it was maybe like a couple of months. Um, so it was definitely, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't feel cringy by it. I'm not like embarrassed by it either. Um, it's actually public on um, SoundCloud as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's out there. And Did you find the experience therapeutic at all? Would you recommend someone like us that's like really passionate about mm. being creative using their own experiences that maybe make them vulnerable and putting that into like an art form? I feel like you definitely need to have an open mind uh, because I know some people would probably find it quite uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like I'm at the point where I'm not really, I don't really care about what people think about the story. 
because like like I said, it, it's real and it happened. It's not something that I'm ashamed of. Um, and it was, it's definitely therapeutic because it, it's almost like uh, full circle for me anyway, because um, what happened, the tragedy happened in first year um, and it was a lot about, you know, um, um, sorry, he told me like, don't fuck up my degree. Yeah. Um, and now that it's like full circle, I've did my final year project uh, about and might it. Might I add, you smashed it. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. And like I said, when we started this sort of conversation, there's a lot mm. of undue credit that needs to be your way for telling such a story like that because I think it takes a lot of character um, to do that I know that there's certain things that in my life that I don't think I'd be willing to share publicly Mm. for a start but also through an art form where Mm. you know naturally you want to get engrossed into it and make sure it's absolutely perfect and Mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of strength to really delve into something that has actually made you feel quite vulnerable in the past and sort of unpick an old wound and an old wound um so yeah I'm 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 I would have been proud of you either way whether you know you completely failed the assignment which I would (laughs) to be honest I wouldn't have let you done anyway (laughs) we were on our own support system um but you know what I mean until last minute (laughs) (laughs) no one gigs no one needs to know that um (laughs) cut that out cut that out um Uh, but yeah it's a it's a big um achievement for you even aside from the degree I suppose to unpick that a bit more mm -hmm. um how do you deal with the hurdles you have in accepting yourself or people accepting you because I know that you mentioned your Mm. difficult relationship with your mum and also your dad at times about your Mm -hmm. identity and how do you deal with that and what would you tell to other people that are in similar situations? Honestly, I've kind of, like, throughout my whole life, I've always had, I, I grew up in, like, the Chinese culture, where your parents are always right, no matter what it is. Your parents are always the people that knows best and that tells you what to do, Um you know, and I still, I'm kind of still attached to that kind of like culture and logic where sometimes I know that whatever they say or do is not like particularly like good for me mm-hmm. mentally, but I still kind of let them do it and give them the power. But I've I'm slowly just kind of realizing ever since like the tragedy happened that at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one who has to live with myself. And I just need to do what makes me happy. And I feel like throughout the years, even my mom has slowly realised that, Mm -hmm. that she's not going to be with me forever, as sad as that sounds. It's true, though. It is true. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I just need to do whatever makes me happy. So no matter how she doesn't like me wearing women clothing I'm gonna do it because I'm happy wearing a blouse or like a women's coat or like a fur coat do you know what I mean yeah 
and it's just that you just need to be because I don't I can't imagine I mean this is gonna contradict a little bit to um what um to like me not telling my dad that I'm gay but because my me and my dad don't have the greatest of relationships but um I I, yeah I can't imagine hiding from my mum or like my sisters to be honest Like, I don't really care about what, like, even, I'm not particularly, like, hiding from my dad. It's just that I don't care what he thinks. If he finds out that I'm gay one day, cool. If he finds out today, tomorrow, from this podcast, <laughs> not that not that he would understand English anyway, but, like, if he finds out, it's it's fine. So I guess him finding out just isn't a priority for you, because no. you're, you're at peace with yourself anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 probably the better way to put it. I just don't care. I don't really care about what other people think anymore. And has it taken you a long time to get to that point? Or has that always been like a trait for you anyway, where you've been quite comfortable in your own skin and in yourself? Definitely not. Because even... Oh, definitely not. Actually, I take it back, actually. Like, I'm, I do care sometimes. I feel like there's some things that I still do. It does make me think twice when it shouldn't make me think twice. But like, I don't know. There's some things that I, it still makes me go, oh, should I do this? Maybe I shouldn't because my parents wouldn't like it. Is that like an internal dialogue for you? A hundred percent. And does that affect you still now? Or is that something that affected you in the past or? It still affected more me more before before coming out even like uh maybe like a few like maybe like two years ago or something mm-hmm. it's still it, it's affected me more but now I want to say it's like the demons are probably like 25% and I'm like 75% get you yeah maybe like 20 80 actually and I think yeah. I think obviously I think these things do come with age I know that I was someone at school, for example, that wanted Mm. to follow the crowd because I didn't want to stick out. I didn't want to be unique. I think Mm -hmm. children in general, aside from even your Chinese culture and things, I think there Mm. is a pressure to fit in rather than be different. And even Mm -hmm. if being different makes you happier and and you're more at peace with yourself. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why I have struggled with things like anxiety and even depression Mm -hmm. from quite a young age because I put so much pressure on myself to be someone I wasn't Mm -hmm. Um, and I think to be honest it was throughout uni that I realized that actually making decisions and standing on my own two feet makes Mm -hmm. me a lot happier makes me less stressed and also it attracts better people around me Um, I get more like-minded people around me I think people respect Mm -hmm. me a lot better because you know I have my own opinions and I do my own thing and not just follow other people so did you feel empowered when you felt like you know you told your mum and perhaps even just got in your first relationship where you were playing more to this life that you actually wanted to be living and being yourself did you feel any relief from that yes I did yes I did but there was also the part where I felt guilty for being who I am I think that that's another thing that like it's very common where if you're not something that your parents want then like one of the things was like I was told like um 
your dad was so happy when you were a boy. And that, I don't know whether that's meant to guilt, like to make me feel guilty, but it did. Because it's kind of like, you know, the whole like, um, uh, the boy is supposed to like carry down a generation, a surname kind of thing that like old fashioned, traditional kind of like saying. And I feel like I let my dad down because I'm gay, because I can't be who he wants me to be mm-hmm. at the time. But then again, I'm like, I, I still need to be myself. It's finding you know? a balance, I think, isn't it, between what's actually practical and as in, when I say practical, I mean, say, for example, you keeping your sexuality from your dad, you know, mm. It's not a case of you're ashamed. In fact, you're very much at peace with that fact. It's more the mm-hmm. fact that practically it just doesn't make sense for your relationship dynamic for that to be added into the mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just not ideal <laughs> for me to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I wouldn't put it so much as that, Gigs. Um, but I, I think this is an important thing to be mentioned but and I want to sort of like address that because I think Mm. speak like for by all means input here but I think coming out stories are very glorified Mm -hmm. and there's very much two extremes like it's either you know you're completely disowned by your family and you never speak to them again and Mm -hmm. you're a huge disappointment or yeah it's a fairy tale and they completely accept you and you're one of those great reaction videos on YouTube. And yeah, yeah, there isn't really a medium. And I think you quite sit in that medium where, you know, you're living yeah. your life. You have come out to your mum, perhaps not your dad, but you're at peace mm-hmm. and you're able to go yeah. about living your life and fulfill the identity you want to. Yeah. At the moment, a hundred percent. Like, like I said earlier, my mum has definitely come a long way. Uh, she's met my current boyfriend. Um, she's very at peace with the fact that I'm just happy. Yeah. She doesn't particularly want to see us kissing, but I'm at peace with that at the moment, you know. Maybe not at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment, I'm like, okay. To be fair, how long has it been? Like four years now. Maybe in another four years, she'll be okay with it. <laughs> Who knows? Did you ever expect to get to this point with your mum's relationship after coming no, out? So I suppose not. maybe in four years, it could be completely different again. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because I remember in the beginning, it was just horrible. Like she would, she would like trying to convince me that I'm straight and I'm just like no that's just (laughs) it's not how it works (laughs) that's not how it's not one day I'm gonna wake up and just make a decision you know to because to be honest your life would be a lot easier in general if exactly (laughs) right why would I willingly make myself make make my life harder you know I'm already a foreigner to this country (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm like like for my whole life I was just I've been like out I've been an outcast so why would I make myself even you know more difficult say if someone's in a similar situation to you mm-hmm. um you know whether that be that they have issues with being at 
be being themselves around family with different cultural expectations and behaviors or whether that be that someone who has none of those pressures but simply feels that they they need to be more at peace with themselves and do what they think is true to them what what kind of advice or things would you say are helpful definitely find a support group um when I first came out I had a bunch of like LGBT friends who uh, were kind of in a similar situation that well I wouldn't say sorry not a similar situation but I had a lot of friends who because we were like-minded um and we shared the same interests and hobbies we liked the same things like RuPaul Drag Race because we're gay um it was it, it was a lot easier because the n- not a lot easier Sh- shall I say it made things easier yeah because when I was at my lowest they were there to make me forget about the lowest mm-hmm. um you know they were there for me when I had a like, I, you know I had an argument with my mom or something so yeah definitely try to find friends and people who are similar to you because yeah they're, they're there to help you is that a good uh, one it's not a good answer I don't no, really know no 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 it is so thank you gigs for your time and hopefully we'll have you back again soon um but as always thank you for listening um for any topics covered that you feel you need more support on or information please do visit selfielovecampaign.com and um, please don't forget to follow us on spotify and instagram as well speak soon see ya bye